We've been talking about the greatest commandment, okay? So Jesus was asked uh, by a, a, a Bible scholar of his time, of all the commandments, uh, what was the most, what's the most important one, yeah? And in that time, they had hundreds, hundreds of commands. So Old Testament, you had the Ten Commands, and over time, it, it just elaborated into more detail, yeah? So Jesus was asked, of all the commands, what is the most important? So Jesus replied, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So we just finished uh, a series where we talked about what it meant to love God, yeah? And currently, we're talking about the second part. So the second part, Jesus says, not only should you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, but you, we should also love our neighbors. Yeah, we should love one another um, as we love ourselves, which we'll talk about later. But so in the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about what it means to um, to love our neighbor, and I want to finish up what I was talking about last week. So last week I asked, um, what do we do when our brother sins? So most of the time, it's easy for us to love people who love us, yeah? It's easy for us to be nice to those who are nice to us. It's easy for us to be kind to those who are kind to us, yeah? But Jesus says that not only should we be nice, kind, gentle to those who are nice, kind, and gentle to us, but we should also be nice, kind, and gentle to those who aren't nice, kind, and gentle to us, yeah? Um, and so... Uh, one of the predominant teachings when Jesus was here was that people should love their neighbor but hate their enemy. Yeah, Jesus taught, taught that in uh, Matthew chapter 5, so his first sermon. He said, you guys have heard it said that you should love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But Jesus says, I tell you, you should pray for your um, enemies and love how does he say it wait i want to get that right matthew chapter 5 uh wait i have it i have it he said that um oh yeah you should love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you okay so the the common understanding in god's people the nation of israel when jesus was here was not only to love our neighbors, but we should hate those who hate us. And Jesus says, nah, you got it half right. Not only should we love our neighbor, he says, but we should pray and care for those who are our enemies. Because truthfully, those are the people who need love more, right? Those are the people who actually need to see me, who actually need like the care, kind, compassion. I mean, think about it. Like your friends who are joyous all the time, probably could still use your encouragement, but maybe they might not need your encouragement as much as the person who's down and out and depressed all the time. Amen? How many of us need a word of encouragement when we're down and depressed? Shaka, right? Yeah, I, would, I love a phone call. I love a text. I love a card. Um, I love a pat on the back, you know, when I'm not doing well. Yeah? I mean, I like it when I am doing well, but I like it even more when I'm not doing well. You know, it's just meaningful because we get into times where Life is hard, life is difficult, and it's good to know that we have people that are praying for us. 
So I love that Jesus says, not only should you love them, but you should love them by praying for them. Yeah? Praying and prayer is one of the, the premier roles of our lives in Jesus. Not only for us to get to know God, but so that other people get to know God. Especially who? Our enemies. Yeah? I mean, how many of you guys actually have enemies? There's probably not many of you, yeah? Like an enemy. Somebody who's like, I hate you and I'm going to be like malicious and deceptive. Okay? No, like somebody is like that to you. Okay. So probably some of you guys have maybe what? Not a whole lot, right? Okay. So not a whole lot, right? And, and so what Jesus is saying is, that one, we should love them and premiere our first role towards them is to pray for them, okay? All right, so um, uh, okay, so tonight I want to sh- shift a little bit. I don't want to actually talk about enemies. I want to actually talk about our, our brothers, okay? Like our brothers or sisters, like meaning people of the faith uh, people who understand God, people who understand God's word, what do we do yeah, when somebody we care for, and, care for and they care for us, what happens when they sin against God and what happens when they sin against us? Okay, so last week we talked about is it even our responsibility? Yeah, and, and we decided last week through scripture that it is our responsibility, yeah? It, it is our job to be our brother's keeper. It is our job to make the follow-up phone call. It is our job to make sure that we are reaching out to those whom for sure are within like the, the same belief structure, yeah? Those who love Jesus and we love Jesus, like we should for sure um, support one another, okay? So um, our passage from last week that I didn't finish is... In Matthew chapter 18. So if you guys have your Bibles, I'm going to read the parable um, of the unforgiving servant. Okay, so Matthew chapter 18, verse 21. Um, you guys can follow along. I know you guys have the, the version app, which is a great app. Um, I also like the hard copy too, okay, because no more Instagram uh, uh, highlights or what do you call those... Uh, Notifications, notifications, okay? Yeah, 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 okay? Um, all right, so let's pick it up in uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse 21, okay? So then Peter, so Peter's one of the 12 disciples, the guys who are following, he's one of the 12 that are following Jesus like every day, day in, day out for his three years while he was doing his ministry. So scripture's on the board, you guys can follow along, um, so then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Which is a good question, right? Jesus, I have a brother. Okay, so he's of the same understanding when he comes and sins directly against me. How many times should I forgive him? Okay, and Peter says, um, as many as seven times. That seems pretty good. I mean, how many of us actually have a friend that has directly insulted us or backstabbed us more than seven times. 
Okay, you guys got you guys gotta have a new friends, bro. You guys are like, I got a lot of friends like that, okay? Um, and they're believers, bro. They need to be here on a Monday night, okay? Um, anyway, so Jesus responds and he says, uh, I say to you, not seven times, but 70, wait, was it? 77 times, okay? Ultimately, Jesus is saying that you should always forgive, okay? And then, so as was his role, Jesus said that, uh, well, not as his role, but as Jesus was his pattern, he would give them stories, okay? So here's, here's a little parable. So verse 23, therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. Uh, when he began to settle, uh, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. Okay, so a talent is worth uh, 20 years wages. So pretty much all that you could earn in 20 years, which is pretty much unpayable, right? So this king is like, okay, all these guys who owe me money, now it's time to pay up. So he brings this one guy in front of him, yeah? We'll just call him um, Jacob for story purposes, okay? So brother Jacob comes up and Jacob owes him 20 years worth of money, okay? Um, 20, verse 25. And since he could not pay, the master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had um, and payment to be made. So the servant, okay, so ultimately he's like, you're going to lose your life. Your life, your kid's life, and your wife. You guys are going to sold into slavery and you're going to serve me until you pay off your debt. And we're talking about a 20-year sentence, okay? So, I mean, he has, maybe he has two kids and a wife, so maybe divide that by three. So maybe a little bit less. But nonetheless, he's, he's out of everything. You guys understand what's going on here? Okay, so verse, uh, verse 26. So the servant, he fell on his knees, imploring the king, have patience with me and I will pay you everything back. You guys understand that? He falls on his knees and he starts begging for his life back because he understands what's going to happen right now. He's going to get sold into slavery and he's going to have to serve the king the rest of his life. Not just him, but his kids and his wife. Yeah, and everything that he has is going to be sold to pay back his debt. You guys following me? Okay, so um, verse 27. And out of pity for him, the master of the servant released him and forgave him the debt. Shaka, how stoked is that guy right now? Not only is he free and his wife free and his kids free, but now he is also what? debt free yeah he's debt free and ultimately why what was the thing that helped him out come on come on what helped him get free he pleaded for his life right he fell on his knees and he begged for mercy yeah he begged for mercy and ultimately he got that um okay so let's continue verse 28 uh, but when that same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, 
which is only worth one day wage. Okay? Like one day's work. And seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, pay what you owe me. So his fellow servant fell down, pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will pay you. Similar story? Similar, right? Now he's like begging for mercy also. Like, give me some time. I'm going to pay you off. Why? Because it's only one day's wage. So he could work the next day and ultimately pay him back by the day after that. Okay, so verse 30. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. Okay, so what's happening here? We have the king who's collecting, and this one guy owes him 20 years worth of wages. He pleads for mercy, he gets forgiven of his debt, and he's freed uh, from slavery. Shaka? That same guy goes out and he finds another one of his servants, yeah, who owes him one day's wage. That guy pleads for mercy, and instead of getting for, being forgiven, the guy locks him up in jail, chokes him, being like, brah, you're a jerk. You owe me that money. Okay? All right, so verse 30. Um, verse 31. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, so other people are, are witnessing this, yeah? When other people saw what was taking place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. So to the king. They went back to the king, the master, and was like, you got to understand what just happened. Brother Jacob that you forgave of 20 years worth of, la uh, of wages just went out and beat up Bobby. Can I use Bobby? Is that all right? Are you guys following? Okay. He went and scraped up Bobby on the side of the road, gave him one black eye, and then he threw him in prison. Okay. For owing him a single day's wage. Verse 32, then the master summoned the Jacob, so him, Jacob, yeah, and said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you uh, all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? Verse 34, and in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. Verse 35, so also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Heavy. Okay? How serious is Jesus when he talks about forgiving our brother and our sister? Pretty committed, yeah? Pretty committed. I mean, I think we all can understand that, right? I think we, we read, I may have us identify with like what is happening here, yeah? So this servant comes in, he's forgiven of 20 years, he goes out and he doesn't treat his other servant. Isn't it kind of assumed that way? Like it's assumed in this story that the first servant who we, we've named Jacob tonight should have gone out and he should have acted in what? In in. in the, with the same mercy that he had received. Yeah? Ultimately, like he should have been, the, the response should be gratefulness, right? Man, I just got absolutely hooked up today. My life was going to be over. My wife and my kids 
were going to be sold into slavery. All that I owned was going to be taken away from me. Oh my God, I am as free as free can be. Okay, but instead of coming out that way, he comes out what? Angry, stressed, and frustrated, which could possibly be an outcome. He comes out of it thinking like, man, I was this close to spending the rest of my life. And he may have been super stressed. So stressed that he went out and he found his servant, this brother, Bob, that we're talking about, that owed him one day's wage. And he's like, Bob, pay me now. Bob's like, I need tomorrow. I need, I need a day. He's like, a day? Ha! Get in jail right now. Okay? And other people are witnessing this and they're like, bro, what the heck? We saw you pleading your case before the king. Shouldn't he have done the same thing? for somebody who owed him way less. You think God is keeping accounts? Yeah? You think God is paying attention to how we treat others? Anybody here committed to that? Like, you guys understand that God is knowledgeable, fully knowledgeable about how we treat one another. So when Peter says, how many times should I forgive my brother? Seven times? Jesus said, no, no, how about 77 times. Yeah. He's like, pretty much you should always forgive your brother. So what's the parallel? Yeah. The parallel is ultimately God is the master and we have an unforgivable debt. Yeah. We have an unforgivable debt. Scripture says that um, for the, the wages of sin, yeah, so a sinful life that we live the result of our sinful behavior should be what? Death. Yeah? Like, uh, we've actually, Jenna, you actually was, so right before we started tonight, um, Jenna was, oh no, Blair was asking me, and Jenna brought the answer. So Blair asked me, what is my belief on um, capital punishment? Yeah? Like, do I believe that people should die because of their crimes here in the United States. And I was like, ugh, I don't know. Like, what's my response? I was like, scary. That's how I feel. You know, like, that's just scary that somebody would have their, li their life ended because of things that they've done here. Um, and actually, like, so Jenna uh, found, she went on um, gotquestions.org, which is a resource that a lot of us, uh, or I, I have instructed you guys to use as a great Bible response to a lot of, you know, questions that we have about our faith. So she went on gotquestions.org and you actually go in the Old Testament and there's all kinds of things that resulted in death. Yeah. Do you have that up on your phone still yet? Hurry up. Find it quick. Okay. So if you go to the Old Testament, there was like uh, stealing, adultery, doing things on the Sabbath. Like you look at the Ten Commandments and if you broke any of those, it pretty much resulted in death yeah like um what is that one story about the guy who's picking up sticks so moses gives the ten commandments and one of the commands is you should keep the sabbath holy which means on the rest day what is the one thing you're not supposed to do work on the rest day you should rest so they find they find this guy picking up sticks on the sabbath to make a fire. A big no-no. What ends up happening to this guy? 
They kill him. Capital punishment for picking up sticks. Heavy, you know? How many of us think that's kind of like extreme? I think that's super extreme. But it's not my standard. Whose standard is it? It's God's standard. You know? Like God is holy. God is sinless. God is perfect. So if he says rest on the rest day, what should we do? We should probably rest. Amen? Okay? Wait. Give me like two more minutes and I'll finish. Okay? So ultimately, um, the the sins that we commit, yeah, Denise, you tracking? You tracking? Okay. The sins that we practice, whether we realize them or not, are directly done against God. And it's before God that we're going to have to answer to all the things that we've done. And if we're not forgiven, we're going to be like this slave, yeah, who ultimately has to give up his entire life to pay back that debt. Um, but here's the amazing thing the amazing thing is that there's no way that we can pay back I mean how many of us believe that that guy could pay back his 20 years probably not you know he's in slavery the rest of his life it costed him his life you know and ultimately, it costs, uh, it's going to cost us our lives to make up for our sins. Yeah? But the gospel message, the good news of why Jesus came is that instead of our lives, yeah, having to be given over to pay our debt, rather than us going into slavery rather than us dying to pay back our debt. Jesus took our place. I mean, that's why, we, that's why we have crosses, you know? What does the cross represent? Jesus went to the cross to pay for our debt so that we can be like the first servant who had this 20-year bill on his head that ultimately got forgiven. We got the 20-year bill on our head, Amen. Like if we don't get forgiven by God, the result is death and eternal damnation. That's not unbiblical. That's all through scripture. Like you will spend the rest of your life in hell if you're not forgiven of your sins. Yeah? And so the question is how do we, one, how do we get forgiven of our sins? Ultimately, it's by asking for forgiveness, yeah, from the Father yeah, through the faith that we have in Jesus. So we believe, hey, God, we understand that Jesus, you came. God, we understand that you sent your son Jesus to this world. He lived, he loved, he taught some amazing things. He died at the end of his 33 years here on earth on the cross for my sins. 
Not only did he die, but he came back to life three days later. We understand that he was more than just a man. He actually was the son of God. Yeah, scripture says that we can be saved by God's grace through our faith in the Lord. Okay, so I I say this a lot on Mondays. The most important thing this side of heaven is our faith in Jesus. There's nothing more important than us trusting in God because without us trusting in the Lord, we have no forgiveness of sins. We still have this unpayable debt on our shoulders that need to be paid. But if we have faith that Jesus took the payment on himself and now we're free, we can go on living and loving. And so our, and this is the last thing I'm going to say, our response is to love our neighbor. And so how do we love our neighbor? We forgive them. You guys following me? We were the servant, yeah, in this story. We were the Jacobs, the ones who uh, mistreated other people. So if you, and I want to pray for you tonight. Like some of you guys in here for sure have some grudges against some people. And it's not God's will, yeah, it's not God's will, meaning like God's desire for you is that you wouldn't have to carry those burdens. God actually took that upon himself on Jesus on the cross. He says, you know the burdens you have, your hate that you have for your siblings or, or your parents or, or your enemies, like give those things to me, I'll bear them on the cross so that you can go on loving again. Amen? So that you can go on loving again. And, and it's... For me, it's not that hard to, you know, if somebody mistreats me and they're a stranger, big deal. But it's hard for me when it's family, you know, friends, people I care about. When they start, like, mistreating me, oh, my God, that hurts, you know. And those are the ones it's harder for me to forgive. But lest I not forget how much I've been forgiven first. Jesus says, I've forgiven you of your 20-year debt. You can forgive them of their one-day debt. Amen? And I understand it's not easy. I mean, if you are here tonight and, and you actually are harboring these feelings towards somebody else, you probably have, it's probably legit. You know, they probably really did do something that went far beyond what they should have done, you know, that caused you, that is causing you, like, the emotions that you have right now. Okay? But I think a lot of us can understand that God forgave us of a lot and he will continue to forgive us. And so the choice is up to us to forgive as a beginning step of reconciliation. Okay, so there's two different things. Repentance, yeah, and reconciliation. It's two different things. So repentance is when we, 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 we ask for forgiveness, yeah, or we give forgiveness. But uh, restoration and reconciliation means you're actually friends again. That's two different things. And tonight I want to help you guys at least with the first step. To say, God, in your heart, I may, in my heart, I may not have like, you know, 
I may not feel like really forgiving this person, but I understand that you forgave me a lot and I should. And so give me the strength to forgive that person. Yeah, you should at least start there and ask God to give you the strength in the days ahead to walk that out. Okay, because ultimately God doesn't want you walking around with the weight of unforgiveness. Yeah, and, and, and I know some of your guys' stories here. I know there's people who have really hurt you guys, and I'm not sure where you guys are in that. But I want to make sure to tell you that God's word is that you want to be free. John 10.10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came to bring us life and life to the fullest, yeah? So he forgives us of our sins, and he wants you to forgive others of their sins. Why? Because that's the free life. He says love, love, love. When they hurt you, love them more because that's the free life. That's the life that God promises us. If you're holding bitterness and hurt and pain in you, who is that hurting? You. Right? Say, say Uncle Bob or, uh, up the street said something about me and I'm pissed and I'm like, I hate that guy. And say he's oblivious to the fact that he said anything about me. Okay? Okay, go. We're, we're pretty much finished. I'm just going to close in prayer. But... Um, ultimately the the, the true bitterness and the hurt that we carry on us doesn't really hurt that person I mean it, it may hurt that person in the fact that we may not be in fellowship with them but ultimately it hurts us yeah and so God God really wants us to to free ourselves from there yeah um and, and the and the first step we take is just prayer you know just prayer. Jesus says that we should pray for those who persecute us. Amen? We should love those who are our enemies. And it's easy to say that and harder to do. Okay? Um, so if, you, if you're here tonight and you actually have like some legit bitterness towards somebody, um, yeah, you know who you are. Yeah? Uh, I just want to pray. I mean, I'll pray for all of us. And if, if you're in that, you know, if you're in that predicament, um, this prayer is for you. Okay, can we close in prayer? Um, yeah, let me just pray. Father, I just thank you so much for those who are here tonight. I know there are some here, Lord, tonight that, um, yeah, man, they, they've gotten hurt, Lord. And they have real reason uh, to be in pain tonight, to be holding a grudge tonight. They have uh, I mean, it's valid. Their emotions are valid, God. The, the things that they're feeling, God, are valid. I mean, there's some ridiculous uh, ungodly things, God, that happen in this world and and a lot of times we're the victims, Lord, <clears throat> of people's bad behaviors and bad choices. And, and it's hard for us, God, to know how to respond. But Father, I praise you for the cross. I praise you for the work that Jesus did on the cross. And Lord, I praise you for the power that is available tonight, Lord. Lord, and so I just pray for revelation, ultimately, for each person here, that they would realize, God,
they would realize the one the sin that they've committed and what the result of that sin is and with the gratefulness god that comes from from their realization that they've been forgiven by of so much lord i pray that they would use that as fuel God, to forgive those that are around them, those that have hurt them. Ultimately, God, you want us to love you and love those around us, and it's way easier to say, God, than to do. But praise you that you're here and that you're able, God, to give us the strength to do that. And so, Father, for each person here tonight that is actually harboring, God, ill feelings towards someone that has built up anger and bitterness and rage, God, uh, towards another person, Father, just in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would that you just bring healing, Lord, to them, that you'd bring revelation to them, God, that you'd bring strength to them, to, to let them know it's all right. It's all right to have those feelings, but it's not all right to keep those feelings. I pray, God, that in the days ahead, they would learn how to Give you, God, those emotions, their hurts, God, their pain, their frustration. And in time, Lord, I pray that um, they would be, those here tonight, Father, would be freed from uh, the feelings <clears throat> that they have right now, Lord, that they would be the free individuals, God, um, that you have created them to be. For all those who are in Christ, the old is gone and the new has come, Lord. And so I know it's way easier, God, to pray it than for it to happen, but we do ask that you would work out this miracle, God, on the behalf of those here tonight. And uh, in order to pray in, in, in all of this, God, you'd receive all the glory, honor, and praise. Um, also, Lord, I pray for wisdom so that um, as much as we can, Lord, that we wouldn't be hurt again, you know, that we would do and take steps to make sure we protect ourselves and our ears and our eyes and our emotions, that we would guard our hearts, God, um, so that the evil that is spoken or the actions, the evil actions that are done, Lord, wouldn't impact us as much, Lord. And so I just do, lastly, pray for those who are doing the hurting, Lord, or who have done the hurting. I pray, God, that, um, that you would soften their heart and help them to know, God, the impact that they're having, Lord, the negative impact that they're having on those around them, uh, especially those that they love. And so, um, yeah, always these relationship things, God, can always be super complicated. And, and I pray that you would uncomplicate it, Lord, by your spirit and your power. And so, um, hey, if you're one of those people tonight, can you just, just whisper to the Lord, just God help me? God, help me and forgive me. Uh, give me the strength to, uh, to overcome the, this pain and this hurt. And uh, yeah, Jesus, just meet them, God, where they're at tonight. Um, yeah, just continue to walk with them, God, in the days ahead. Um, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.